Hello and welcome to Time for the Soul. My name is Sharon Kugler and I'm the Yale University Chaplain. And today our guest is Heather Reynolds. Heather is uh, retired from the School of Nursing. She was an associate professor there for 30, 30 years, really focusing on women's health and working with the Women's Center as part of Yale New Haven Hospital and also teaching countless nurses on the art of midwifery and care. And Heather, along with, I mean, there's a theme now with many of the guests that I've invited to join me in this conversation about call and vocation was near the top of my list. And I put next to her name, Grace That Keeps Going. And one of the reasons why I put that, Heather, is because you're retired, and yet I'm seeing you still in committee meetings, whether it's the University Church Council at Yale or different meetings about discrimination and harassment and diversity and inclusion and belonging. So you are retired, kind of, but not. But even before you officially retired, you were a person who gave very clearly the energy of grace and care through it all. So I'd love to just hear from you how you have understood your vocation and your call in nursing and what's kept you going. Thank you, Sharon, for a wonderful question. I often reflect on my life and think about what brought me here. Mm. You know, what is it that or what were the things in my life that led me to this path? And some of it was rather circuitous, but I have to say the examples of my grandmother and my mother and the women in my family relative to caring about our communities and about each other in a way that it was never, everyone was a member of my family in our larger community. And so for me, midwifery was, you know, compl really provided me all of those those things that are, are near and dear and heart you know to my heart and to my family. And particularly working with women who have been disenfranchised or families that have been marginalized, it was such an important part of my energy to ensure that they got respectful, culturally, you know, relevant care in a way that they could you know, grow and do wonderful things with their lives. Well, Heather, I know you as a fellow person of faith. And what role has your faith played in your work to keep going and to also mine hope when maybe you didn't see it all the time? Good question. I think what was really important to me, even engage, while engaging a lot of the patients who I saw at the Women's Center, was when there was turmoil in their lives or if there were other issues that were not very positive happening, my first thing was to embrace and then to ask them, would you, you know, can we pray mm -hmm. together? So I did a lot of hand-holding, hugging, and praying, my faith that God would see them through and that encouraging them to hold fast. And for me, that was just an integral part of the way I was brought up and what's, what, you know, I come to believe. And even in rough spots, um, God is there and will see us through those turbulent times. So my faith was that 
even when things didn't look good, that God was supporting me through throughout that journey. You have kept connected to your church. You've kept connected to friends in your past, for, even from your childhood. And um, you travel together. And when we share stories about that, I'm struck by really the walk of your life that has been one of, I mean, certainly um, medical importance in people's lives, that goes without saying, and in education, but it's also been one of embrace, as you say, you know, sometimes a moment calls for a hug, but it's been this inclusive, encompassing embrace of your story. And that, to me, feels very, very holy. And you have traveled with your friends. I, I, I'm catching you a bit off guard in asking this question, but have you felt like those glimmers of the sacred in those travels and in that kind of going back to your friendships of youth, but now you're all, you know, women and men of a certain age? <laughs> yes, a certain age is correct. <laughs> well, it's sort of interesting because I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and went to a Catholic uh, grammar school and subsequently to a Catholic high school, both of which were in Brooklyn. And that was also a very family-oriented community. And so I grew up with these people living, you know, going to their homes, sharing all sorts of things with them, the good, the bad, you know, the mm -hmm. ugly, whatever. And our faith was just so strong that it 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 never occurred to me that there was anything you know, that could not be solved or resolved with praying and being with people. And so those, we still, when we go on these trips together, there's an intense friendship and bond there because they are a part of my family. And, you know, we've gone to Italy and this was on a pilgrimage. Mm -hmm. And so we got to visit all those places that we had read about and heard about throughout our, our educational, you know, grammar and high school education. And so it's been just a joy and just spending time together has been just an awesome journey for me. You know, Heather, one of my earliest memories of you, and I've shared this with you, has been just watching you in church, um, really loving your mother. And mm -hmm. you lost your mom a few years ago, it was right before the pandemic. pandemic. Um, and she had really been suffering towards the end and had a serious decline. But those years that I would see you in church and that both of your faces would light up when you looked at each other um, was usually a pre-liturgy gift, I think. I know it was to me and to oh. anyone around you. I, I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing just a little bit about your mom and the gift that she was not only to the world, but most particularly to you. Oh, my gosh. My mom was one of the most loving, caring, encouraging people I've ever encountered. And she truly didn't have a mean bone in her body. Mm -hmm. And she used to say, I love everybody. And she not only said it, but she showed that. And she had a gentle spirit, just an incredible mind and thinker. <laughs> and she wrote beautiful poetry. 
that truly expressed her deep faith. And there was just, she's always been, she was a hugger as well. Mm -hmm. And I think I got that from her, certainly. And there was always embrace and love in our family. And so there were, you know, rules and stuff to, you know, she set boundaries with us, but never in a mean spirited way at all, always with love and with explaining why things were going to happen. And she always, you know, expected us to just fill our dreams, fulfill our dreams in whatever we wanted to do. And so I thank her for that. And she taught me how to just be myself. I want to thank her for that and for the gift of you. We're having this conversation after a weekend again of horrible heartbreak and gun violence and senseless killing of people. And hearing the stories of your mother, Ferris, and what you have embodied in both your work but just your personhood um, continues to be a gift. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for our friendship of all these years, Heather, and to really elevate the work that you have done, but most importantly, the person that you are. Thank you for joining me today on Time for the Soul. Thank you. And I have to say, Sharon, you are incredible. Um, And I'm so glad that you came here and was a chaplain. You brought such energy and love with you and really appreciate the work that you've done in your tenure here. It's been awesome. Thank you, Heather. Time for the Soul is produced by Ryan McAvoy, created by Sharon Kugler, Maytal Satiel, and Sean Mignon. Our music is by J.P. Durvin. This has been a production of the Yale Broadcast Studio. 